What's the word, y'all? Happy holidays. That's still going on, right? Doing Kwanzaa? Who's doing Kwanzaa? Show of hands. Nobody? That's all right. Well, hey, I hope you all have had the best few days. Me and Kitty, we took a few days off. Enjoying the season. Had an amazing weekend. Going to New York. Super pumped about that. So, yeah, we're still taking a little break, but, uh, you know, we got to kick it. I want to say hey. And you know what? Listen, this is a lame duck week. Christmas to New Year's is just useless. So how about this? On your Monday in Kansas City, let's do a little murder mystery, yeah? A murder mystery Monday. And, you know, this is public domain so we got free reign we're gonna go to the thin man it's a lux radio production lux radio theater let me put some respect on that a former private eye and his rich lovely lady they take a case hilarity ensues you're gonna love it this comes from the year of our lord 1936 the thin man directed by w.s van dyke maybe related to dick i don't know this seems like fun let's have fun we have fun here on your kc morning show and then tomorrow myself and professor harvey k we take back america professor k back on bill moyers chatting fdr and the four freedoms and then maybe back in your feed on wednesday thursday friday again we're taking a break so i don't know i can't promise you anything but i would like to kick it so if i could find some homies who want to call in and if kitty's got some time in between shifts we're gonna do a thing because it's a good day to be a kansas city and yes it's a good day to be a kansas city and my name's hartzel back to your normal schedule next week but for now my friends let's just vibe up next the thin man my name's hartzel we'll see ya in the morning bye Greetings, Hartzell. Search the force. And a tremor, I have felt. It was you. Your ego just busted a planet. The KC Morning Show. Appearing before a distinguished Hollywood audience, Mr. Powell, Miss Loy, and a cast of 18 great players present the play that has broken box office records from coast to coast, The Thin Man. And as producer tonight, we present the director who did The Thin Man on the screen, together with such triumphs as Naughty Marietta, Trader Horn, Rosemarie, I Live My Life, and countless other smash hit pictures, Mr. W.S. Van Dyke. Mr. Van Dyke. Hello, everybody. Well, it's a great scene at the Lux Radio Theater tonight. In our audience, we have Betty Davis, Jimmy and Lucille Gleason. Bob Armstrong, Ole Olson of Olson and Johnson. Maybe it would interest you a little inside information on the show we're doing tonight, The Thin Man, and about William Powell and Myrna Loy, who are going to do it for you. As you know, The Thin Man was a best-selling novel by Dashiell Hammett. Hunt Stromberg, down at the studio, MGM, got a hold of it and brought it to me. Woody, he said, if you'll make this picture, I'll buy the story. Well, I read it, and while it was a good enough mystery story, there was something else about the book that struck me. Here was something new and fresh and very charming, a romance between a man and his wife. It's a story of a couple of kids that understood each other and had a blessed confidence in each other. Beneath all the casualness and all the wisecracking, there's a lovely, wholesome relationship. Something really deep and sweet and inspiring. Well, we decided to make the picture. Albert Hackett and Francis Goodrich wrote a swell script. William Powell and Myrna Loy played the parts. And how? They played them beautifully. Because Powell was just Powell and Loy was just Loy. Both of them wisecracking all the time and clowning right through the picture. I suppose you know that plenty of motion pictures take from two months to a year to shoot. We did The Thin Man in 16 days, retakes and all. Of course, it wasn't a pretentious picture. We didn't make it as one. I hate epics. But it is evident that people liked it. It has been very interesting to study out how they could tell this story on the radio. Bill and Myrna have had a lot of fun getting it ready for you, just as they did making the picture. And from the original story, from the original motion picture cast, we have, and are fortunate in having, Minna Gombo, Porter Hall, William Henry, and Thomas Jackson here tonight. So here we go, with William Powell and Nick Charles and Myrna Loy as Nora in The Thin Man. Here they come, Bill Powell and Myrna Loy.
We're in a fashionable cafe, Momart, New York City. It's Christmas Eve, and the well-appointed dining room is filling rapidly. From the bar comes a good-looking young fellow of about 35, tall, casual, and worldly-wise. He's Nick Charles, the well-known private detective, played by William Powell. And he's waiting for his charming wife, Nora, played by Myrna Loy. As he takes his place at the table, a young girl on the other side of the room recognizes him and hurries over. I beg your pardon. Aren't you Mr. Nick Charles, the detective? Oh, I am. Uh, yes, I'm Nick Charles. I thought I recognized you. My name is Dorothy Winans. Oh, yes? How do you do? Do you mind if I sit down for a no, moment? No, but uh, I'm expecting my wife in a few minutes. You don't mind explaining her presence to her? Oh, of course. That's my fiancé over there at the other table. Oh, well, that makes everything all right, doesn't it? Sit down. Thank you. Uh, your name is, uh... Dorothy Winans. I'm Clyde Winans, daughter. Clyde Winans, uh... Oh, yes, of course, uh, your father was having some trouble about one of his inventions a few years ago. I handled the case for him. I know. That, that's why I want to speak to you now. Oh. Well, I'm not practicing anymore, Miss Wynette. You see, I've retired. Please, Mr. Charles. I need you. Oh. What seems to be the trouble? It's dead. He went away about three months ago, and I haven't heard from him. Not a word. I'm worried sick. Oh, I wouldn't have I were you. After all, he's an inventor. He gets an idea he wants to work on. It's only natural that he should hide away somewhere. He's done it before. Yes, but never for three months. Did you see him before he left? No. Mr. McCauley was the only one he spoke to. Well, McCauley and Julia Wolfe. She's Dad's secretary. Julia Wolfe. Oh, yes, I believe I've met that. And McCauley is your father's lawyer, isn't he? Yes. His lawyer and his secretary both speak to him before he leaves, but no one knows where he went. He wouldn't tell them. What about your mother? He wouldn't tell her either? No. Mother and Dad aren't... They haven't seen each other for some time. Oh, I see. Well, I don't know just what I can do for you. Why don't you speak to Macaulay? Maybe he's heard from your father and forgotten to let you know. Oh, well, I'll call him now. That's a girl. Let me know how it turns out, will you? Of course. I'll be back in a few minutes. I'll be here. <laughs> Madam, you can't bring that dog in here. Dogs aren't allowed. I'm sorry, but uh, I'll be here after. After, come here, boy. Here. Down, yeah, boy. Madam, down. it isn't only your dog. We allowed everyone. Oh, here you are. Aster. Quiet, Aster. Quiet. Hello, Nora. I hear you brought the dog. I didn't bring him. He brought me. I think the doorman's mad, Miss. Madam, I'm afraid you'll have to take the dog outside. It's all right, Joe. It's my dog and uh, my wife. You might have mentioned me first. But, Mr. Charles, are you sure that... Uh... Of course I'm sure. He's well-trained. He'll behave himself. And nobody might bite someone. Oh, no, no. Only me, Joe. He only bites me. Yes, he's fussy about what he eats. Go ahead, Joe. I'll be responsible for it. Very well, sir. If you say so, sir. There you are, my dear. See what an influential husband you've got? You do stand in the door, ma'am. Mr. Mr. Charles. Oh, uh, yes, Dorothy? May I introduce my fiancé, Andy Reed, Mr. Charles? How do you do? How do you do, sir? Any luck, Dorothy? Yes, he's just around the corner. Your father? No, no, Mr. McCall. We're going to see him now. Oh, fine, fine. Uh, oh, Lynette? Yes, my dear? Oh, I beg your pardon. Uh, Miss Wynant, Mr. Reed, my wife. How do you do? How do you do? I'm sorry we have to rush, but you'll excuse us, Mr. Charles. Of course. Uh, we're at the Normandy for a couple of weeks. Why don't you drop around? Thanks, we will. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, sir. Goodbye, Mr. Charles. Goodbye. Pretty girl. You like blondes. You got tight? Only you, darling. Lanky brunettes with wicked jaws. Who is she? Dorothy Wynan, daughter of Clyde Wynan. I worked on a case for her father. Some nut wanted to kill him. Charming. What's the matter now? Wynan's disappeared. Dorothy's afraid something happened to him. Has anything happened to him? My darling wife. How do I know? Funny, though. That secretary of his ought to know something. Secretaries usually do. Who is she? Julia Wolf. Smart girl, Julia. I always suspected she had some kind of hold on Wynant. That's why he kept her on. Maybe you ought to give her a ring. What for? Oh, just to say hello. Mm, maybe. Want a nickel? Hmm? No, 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 I've got one. I'll be right back. Hello? I want uh, Skylar, 40962. No, Skylar. Uh, that's right, 40962. Hello? Yes, Julie, we're speaking. Who? 
Oh. Oh, hello, Mr. Charles. Yes? Well, what was it you wanted to... Oh. Oh, no, I don't. He didn't tell me. Not a word. I'm sorry. Well, that's all right. Goodbye. Morelli. Coming. Well, who was that? Nick Charles. The detective? He wanted to know where Wynand was. Oh, yeah? Why? He didn't say. Did anyone see Wynand come here that night? The night you and him had the scrap? I don't know. Oh, no? Well, I guess I'll scram. Wait a minute, Morelli. Where are you going? Oh, taking a little stroll, that's all. If Nick Charles is going to pop up around here, I want to be far away when he does. Ah, oh, don't be a fool, Morelli. Fool, huh? Hey, listen, sister, I got a record nine inch and to come face to face with no dick. Sit down, Morelli. You need money, don't you? Yeah. What about it? You got some? Plenty. I'm Wynan's secretary. Oh, yeah? What do you mean by that? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> <laughs> Your friend Pierre serves good dinners, Nick. Uh-huh. All right. You still didn't tell me what Julia Wolf had to say. Nothing. She didn't know where he was, that's all. Finished? Finished. Let's get out. We'll grab a cab and get back to the hotel. Ready and willing. Where's my purse? Come on, Esther. Go. Call me cab. Thank you. Oh, Nick. Yeah? It's Mr. McCauley. He's on his way up. McCauley? I wonder what he wants. Isn't he Wynum's lawyer? Yeah. Maybe he's got some news. Well, he ought... Say, you're worrying an awful lot about this business. Forget it. I'll open it. I beg your pardon. I'm Mrs. Charles. Come in, Mr. McCauley. Hello, McCauley. Well, hello, Charles. Well, how are you? Fine. Sit down. Right, thanks. Ah, Dorothy told me you were here. I took the liberty of coming to see you. Of course. Uh, Charles, uh, what's Mimi up to? Mimi? Oh, Dorothy's mother. Does she have to be up to something? <laughs> she usually is, trying one way or another to get money out of Wynett. I, uh, <clears throat> I wanted to find out if you were, uh, <laughs> sleuthing for her. I haven't been a detective four years. Oh, you don't say Oh, my wife's father died and left her lumber mill, the Narragage Railroad, and, uh, oh, a couple of other things. I- I'm looking after them. I see, I see. What's all the fuss about? Is Wynett in hiding? Mm, you know as much about it as I do. I haven't seen him in three months. He sends word through Julie Wolfe when he wants money. I give it to her, and she gives it to him. Mine? Hello? Oh, just a moment, please. It's for you, Mr. McCauley. Your office. Oh, thank you. Hello? What? He is? Well, where is he? Oh, very well. Well, he's back in town. Mr. Wynan? Yes, thank heaven. He's waiting for me now. Well, I've got to rush. I'll tell you, it's no joke working for a man like that. Oh, goodbye, Mr. Charles. Goodbye, Charles. Hello? Merry Christmas. Same to you. Almost Christmas, darling. If that's a hint, you can drop it. You get your present at breakfast, not a minute before. Beast. You know, Nick, I've been thinking. It's funny the way Wynant popped up all of a sudden. Yes. Wasn't it? You think there's anything behind it? Why should there be? Well, I don't know. It just strikes me as being funny, that's all. You're nearer than I am, darling. Hello? Speaking. Oh, hello, darling. What? What? When? Oh, I see. Well, yes, of course I'll be here. What is it, darling? Darling, what is it? Julia Wolfe has just been murdered. <laughs> 
are listening to William Powell and Myrna Loy and the story of the Thin Man from the stage of the Lux Radio Theater in Hollywood Boulevard. Before we go on with the story of Nick and Nora, we want to take you on a quick tour of Hollywood. Lobby of the Hotel Roosevelt, where stars and newcomers gather. A young actress just breaking into pictures is telling her friend of her success. Well, there's one thing. I've got one of the best managers in Hollywood, and that means a lot. Oh, but the rules he's laid down for me. Gee, what do you mean, rules? Well, you'd think I was going into training for the Olympics. I've got to lose five pounds. I've got to take lessons in singing and diction, and of course my complexion's got to be perfect. I've got to be more careful than ever not to get little blemishes or enlarged pores and what they call cosmetic skin. Thank goodness I know enough to use Lux toilet soap regularly, the way everybody around here does. Nine out of ten beautiful Hollywood screen stars use Lux toilet soap and have for years. Here's what the famous Claudette Colbert has to say. When I tell people how simple my complexion care is, they always seem surprised. I use cosmetics, of course. But I always use Lux Toilet Soap to guard against cosmetic skin. It's easy to keep skin lovely my way. And now on with the show of the Thin Man. An hour has gone by since Nick heard about the murder of Julia Wolfe. In the living room of their suite at the hotel, Nick and Nora are listening to the radio. A news reporter is broadcasting the latest developments of the case. And here's the latest news of the Julia Wolf matter. The police have found out that the beautiful blonde secretary was a gangster's girl. They're spreading the dragnet for one Joe Morelli, said to be hiding out somewhere in the city. In Paris today, the Chamber of Deputies... Never mind the Chamber of Deputies. Joe Morelli, that's what I wanted to know about. Well, did you get any more information out of headquarters? As much as I had. Julia Wolf was shot and killed about 9 or 9.30. Body discovered on the floor of her living room a little after 11. Who discovered it? That'll surprise you. Mimi Wyman. Dorothy's mother? Right. What was she doing there? I don't know. Where's Clyde Wyman? Still missing. Missing? But Macaulay was going to see him. They had an appointment. Well, I spoke to Macaulay. Wyman never showed up. Nobody knows where he is. It's going to be pretty tough on Dorothy, isn't it? Meaning what? Meaning that it looks as if Clyde Wyman skipped one appointment in order to keep another. With Julia Wolfe. You think he killed her? Oh, it's just a guess. You're the detective around here, darling. Oh, that's Dorothy. She said she wanted to see me. There, come in, Dorothy. Thank you. Is anyone here? That's Nora. Have a seat. Oh. Hello, Dorothy. I'm I'm sorry for breaking in on you like this. Oh, that's all right. We're used to it. Anything wrong? Ju- Julia Wolf is dead. Yes, we know that. Here's the gun she was shot with. What are you trying to tell me? That you did it? Yes. I hated her. She... She kept me from seeing my father. I went down there to ask her where he was. She wouldn't tell me. I shot her. Where did you hit her? Why, in the heart. Pretty good shot you are. What did she do? She fell down. Did she make any sound? Didn't scream? I don't know. Which way did she fall? She she fell over backwards. Oh, yes? People fall toward a shot, you know, not back from it. I knew you were lying. Oh. (laughs) All right, come on, now, brace up. Where did you get this gun? I bought it in a pawn shop. I thought so. <laughs> Why did you say you did it? Whom are you trying to shield? Oh, please, don't ask me. You've got to tell me. Nick, let me handle this, will you? Dorothy, look at me. Nick is trying to help you. Why don't you help him? You were trying to shield your mother, weren't you? No. Your father, then. <laughs> Dorothy. Yes. My father. Why did you think he did it? Mother was the first one to find Julia Wolf. She saw something in Julia's hand, and she took it. What was it? A watch chain. It, it belonged to my father. So you think your father did it? I don't know. I don't know. Did your mother turn the chain over to the police? No, she she kept it. She didn't tell them anything about it. But she showed it to you? Yes. Why did your mother go to Julia Wolf's apartment in the first place? She, she went to ask for money. Oh, money again, huh? <laughs> yes? Oh, uh... Have him come up, please. Who is it? Uh, Dorothy, uh, I wonder if you'd mind waiting in the bedroom. Of course. It'll be only a minute. Well, Nick? It's Mimi Wyman. Alone? She's never alone. Dorothy's brother is with a screwy college kid and uh, some guy by the name of Chris Jorgensen. Jorgensen? Who's he? Macaulay told me about him, a hanger-on type. I think he's after Mimi's dough. But she hasn't any. 
Maybe that's why she wanted to get some from Junior. I'll take it. Hello. Nick, how are you? Fine. Come in, Mimi. Thank you, Nick. This is my son, Gilbert. How are you? Very well, thank you. And Mr. Chris Jorgensen, he's no friend of mine. How do you do? How do you do? Sit down. Sit down. Uh, uh, my wife. How do you do? Mrs. Weiner, uh, Gilbert Weiner, and Mr. Jorgensen. How do you do? Well, Mimi? Nick, I've never been in such a state in my life. You know, of course, that I was the one who found Julia Wolf. So we've heard. Oh, my dear, it was terrible. I walked in and there she was, lying dead on the floor. I meant to ask you, Mother, was there much blood? Gilbert, don't be so morbid. But I'm interested in murders. You know, Mr. Charles, I've formed a theory about this one already. That's so. In my opinion, the man who did it... Gilbert, be quiet. You don't know anything about it. Oh, but I do. Be quiet. Uh, you were saying, Mrs. Warnham, about finding Julia Wolf. I was simply petrified and such a mystery. Clyde Warnham's crazy, absolutely crazy to stay away at a time like this. No wonder the police think he had something to do with it. What do you think? Oh, I know he didn't, but I wish I could find him. I have something very important to tell him. And Macaulay won't help at all. He thinks I just want money. Well, don't you? <laughs> oh, Nick, you're always teasing. <laughs> Mrs. Warnham. Were you alone when you found Julia Wolf? Why, of course I was. Wasn't Mr. Jorgensen with you? I? Certainly not. I don't know anything about it. The first word I had that Julia Wolf was dead was when Mrs. Wyland called me at my club. Oh, she called you? Yes. Why? I beg your pardon. Oh, let's not even talk about it. The thing to do is to find Clyde. And that's what I've come to you for, Nick. You will help me find him, won't you? I'm afraid I can't, Mimi. Oh, Nick, please. Now, Mimi, there are a thousand detectives in New York. Hire one of them. But Clyde knows you. All you have to do is to get in touch with him and tell him that Mimi says everything is all right, but that I've got to see him. I tell you again, I don't want any part of it. Is that final? Final. Well, if that's the way you feel... You'll turn up. You just help all you can. Give the police every possible assistance. What do you mean by that? Oh, nothing in particular. Oh. Well, we'll say good night. Good night. I'm sorry I can't help you, Mimi. Hello. Is this the Normandy Hotel? I want to speak to Mr. Charles. Yeah. Nick Charles. Hello, Mr. Charles. Say, I'm sorry I woke you up. But, Mr. Charles, I'd like to lay a proposition before you. It's about the murder of Julia Wolf. Well, what's the difference who I am? Oh, wait a minute. All right. Wait a minute. Don't hang up. I'll tell you who I am. But you've got to keep it under your hat. I'm Al Nunheim. Yeah. Nunheim. Now, listen, I know who murdered Julia Wolfe, see? Sure I do. And I'll spill it to you for five grand. I'll tell you how I know. Because I was outside of her apartment when she was shot. And I saw the one who did it. And I'll spill it to you when I get... Hey, wait a minute. Hey, I can't talk now. I'll call you again. Hello? Hello? Hello, are you still there? Hello. Well, for the... Now what, darling? I don't know. I'm crank, I guess. He hung up. And you better get back to bed and get some sleep. talk to you. That's jolly. Don't you think you'd like to go back to detecting once in a while just for the fun of it? Can't you get to sleep? No. Everybody says you were a grand detective. They were kidding you. I'd like to see you work. Tomorrow I'll buy you a whole lot of detective stories. Oh, that poor girl's in an awful spot. There's nothing I can do to help her. She thinks you can. It wouldn't hurt you to find out if you could, would it? Darling, my guess is that Wynant killed Julia and Dorothy knows it. And the police will catch him without my help. Now, please put out the light. I'm tired. Oh, all right. But I'm mad at you. Mm-hmm. Nick. Mm-hmm. 
Did you hear a knock? Mm-hmm. Shut up, Aster. You want to answer it, Nick? Oh, good Lord. All right, stay in bed. I'll do it myself. Well? Mr. Charles here. Yes? I gotta talk to him right away. What about? What's going on? What's going on? There's someone to see you, Nick. That's great. I was afraid I'd have to go to sleep. Come in. Yeah. Um, how about a chair, Mr. Stay where you are, both of you. I got you covered, so don't move. A stick-up. No, it ain't a stick-up. I gotta talk to you, Mr. Charles. I want you to tell me something, and I want you to give it to me straight. You get me? Do you mind putting that gun down? Uh, My wife doesn't care, but I'm a very nervous person. Thank you. All right, shoot. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, what's on your mind? You don't need to tell me you're tough. I heard about you. I'm Joe Morelli. I've never heard about you. I didn't bump off Julia. All right, you didn't. I haven't seen her in three months. We were all washed up. Why tell me? I wouldn't have any reason to hurt her. She was always on the up and up with me. But that dirty little rat, Nunheim... Well, he got sore because she liked me and hated him. So he put the finger on me. That's all very swell, brother. Only you're peddling your fish in the wrong market. I've had nothing to do with it. Now, listen. The boys used to say that you were okay. A square guy. Now, that's why I'm here. What's the law doing to me? Do they think I did it? Or is it just something else to pin on me? I'd tell you if I knew, but I'm, in, I'm not in on this. Ask the police. Now, that'd be very smart. The boys would love to have me come in and ask questions. They'd like it right down to the end of their blackjacks. Now, I came to you on the level. The boys say you're on the level. Be on the level. I'm on the level. If I knew anything, I'd be... Who's that? I don't know. This is your party. Open up. Open up. Hey, the police. The police? Dirty two-timer. Look out, Nora. Oh. Give me that gun. You rat, I'll show you. Drop that, that gun. Drop it. You double cross me, will you? Come on, drop it. Give it to me. Give me the gun. Grab it. Grab it. Let me go. Let me go, I said. I'll take that gun. Thanks, officer. You almost had me. Get some water, Joe. Nora. Are you all right? Nora. I'm Inspector Gill of the homicide. You're in a good place, Inspector. Who's that woman on the floor? My wife. This guy shoot her? No, he tried to shoot me. I socked her on the jaw to get her out of the line of fire. I guess I hit her too hard. Nora. Oh. Look at me, Nora. Are you all right, darling? Oh. You darn fool. You didn't have to knock me out. I knew you'd take him, but I wanted to see you do it. She's all right. Okay, Slattering. Take Morelli downstairs. Hey, come on, Morelli. How'd you people have to pop in, Inspector? We hear this is getting to be a sort of a meeting place for the Winans family. So we figured we'd stick around in case the old man himself shows up. Then we seen Morelli sneak in, and we decided to come up. And it was pretty lucky for you, too. Yeah. Morelli, a friend of yours? I never saw him before. What's he want of you? Wanted to tell me he didn't kill Julia Wolf. What's that to you? Nothing. What did he think it was to you? Ask him. I don't know. I'm asking you. Keep on asking. Oh, so you're going to keep mum, huh? All right, Mr. Charles. I won't bother you tonight, but I'll be in tomorrow morning, and I'll have plenty of things to ask. Good night. Thank you, Inspector Gills. Next time you come, try to stay longer. Nick, wake up. It's Christmas. Oh, yeah? Look, here's a telegram for you. It just came. Open it, will you? Probably a touch from somebody. Well? Nick. What is it? It's from Clyde Winans. Listen. Will you take charge of investigation on Julia Wolf murder? Communicate with Herbert McCauley, Clyde Wine. Where's it from? Philadelphia. Then he didn't do it, did he, Nick? I don't know. Communicate with McCauley, huh? All right, we'll ask him up here this morning. There you are, McCauley. What do you think? He wants you to handle the case. Yeah. Huh? Well, what are the chances of you doing it? Slim. Oh, please, Nick. Quiet, dear. I wish you would, Mr. Charles. Uh, would it help any if I could persuade him to meet you? It might. I had word from Wynant myself last night. He gave me a code message to insert in the newspapers in case I wanted to get in touch with him. It wouldn't do any harm to put it in. I'm sure you could clear this up. Oh, Wynant will only come back. It doesn't look well he's staying away at a time like this. Yes? Oh, oh, just a minute. For you, Mr. McCauley, police department. Police department? Hello? 
Where? In Allentown. Yes. Well, when's the next train? Right. I'll get that. Well? Wyman's tried to commit suicide. They want him to go down and identify him. Well, I guess this changes the whole story, doesn't it? That looks like an admission of guilt. <laughs> oh, I had such hopes. I thought if you got on this case... Oh, uh, well. Well, it's no use thinking about it now. Well, I'm sorry to have wasted so much of your time. You'll excuse me, won't you? Of course. Goodbye. Bye. Well, that's that. What's the with you? Oh, the mystery's all gone. And I wanted you to find out who did it. Maybe I will. But why not? I don't believe he did it. Why don't you? No reason. That's hunch. But I'm going to find out. Come on, Dr. Watson. We're going places. I want to speak to Inspector Gill. Man to man, Mr. Charles. Are you working on this case? Man to man, Inspector Gill, I'm not. But he's interested. I don't mind telling you, I'd rather have you in on the right side. You mean not on Wyman's side? I'd rather have you working with us than against us. So would I. It's a bargain, then. Do you know about the case? I read the paper. What about the suicide? Oh, that's a phony. The men didn't even have to go down. Yeah, I thought it might be. From now on, they're going to think that every thin man over six feet with white hair is Wynum. Do you think that Wynum did it? Looks like he planned something. He shut up his apartment and his shop. But there's nothing yet to clinch it. Fifty will get you a hundred that Wynum didn't do it. Who's your candidate? I haven't got that far yet. I don't think that everything points to Wynum. What about the alibis? They're all okay. Mrs. Wynum, the boy, Dorothy, Macaulay, even Morelli. Now, what about uh, Jorgens? Hmm? Oh, oh, I'll check on that. Well, I'm afraid this is kind of dull for you, Mrs. Charles. Dull? I'm sitting on the edge of my chair. Frankly, I'm stunned. I don't know what to do next. What about you, Charles? Me? No, but uh, I've got a hunch. What is it? I got a call last night. I thought it was from a crank, but I changed my mind. Whoever it was knew something. And I've got a feeling I'll hear from him again. time is it? Almost ten. Still waiting to hear from the crank? And how? Here, give me that, quick. Hello? Yes? Yes? This is Nick Charles? Who? Can't hear you. I said I can't hear you. Have to speak louder. I, I can't speak any louder. Say, this is Al Nunheim again. You know, I called you last night. Hey, Listen. Are you still interested in that proposition? Yeah, huh? All right, then. Now, here's the dope. And get this straight. The man who killed Julia... You think Weinert killed Julia Wolf and Nunheim? Right. Why? Two reasons. First off, Mimi Weinert came across with a watch chain. She plucked off Julia's body. Oh, she did, huh? It belonged to Clyde Weinert. Yeah. What's the second reason? A pip. The bullet that killed Nunheim came from the same gun. That's all right, Inspector. All right. It's perfect. Clyde Weinert is guilty of both those murders. Maybe. What? Fifty will still get you a hundred. I say Weinert's innocent. You can say what you want. But I'm spreading a dragnet for that guy over every town in these United States. And I'll get him, too. Calling all cars, calling all cars, cover all roads, leaving city, pick up Clyde White and tall, thin man, last seen wearing dark blue suit, Clyde White and You think they'll find him, Nick? He must be in New York. Yeah, probably is. Oh, it's getting me down. I saw Dorothy today. Yeah? What? She's broken off her engagement. What for? Oh, don't ask me. She was a little hysterical. Something about not wanting to ruin her fiancé's life. Daughter of a murderer and all that. Oh, poor kid. Well, see you later, darling. Where do you think you're going? I'm going to take us for a walk. He's just been for a walk. We're going sightseeing, aren't we, Esther? Nick, what are you up to? 
I've got a hunch. I'm going down to look at Wine and Shop. I'm going to find out why it's closed. Well, why shouldn't he close it? He went away. He went away lots of times when I knew him, but he never closed his shop. I've got a hunch something's up. You mean he might be hiding there? I don't know, but this thing's got my goat. I've got to find out. Nick, Nick, I won't have you going down there at this hour of the night. He's a crazy man. He might kill you. It'll be all right. I've got Asta to protect me. All right, go on. Go on. See if I care. But it's a dirty trick bringing me all the way to New York just to make me a widow. You wouldn't be a widow long. You bet I wouldn't. Not with all your money. You dog. Goodbye, darling. Nicky, take care of yourself, won't you? Sure I will. Don't say it that way. Say it as if you meant it. Why, I believe that little woman cares. I don't care. I'm just used to you, that's all. Sure. So long, darling. Come on, Asta. Come on, come on. Goodbye. Call me, darling, please. I'll be waiting to hear from you. Asta. Asta, if you let anything happen to him, you'll never wag that tail again. Listening to the Lux Radio Theater's production of The Thin Man, starring William Powell and Myrna Loy, with the music under the direction of Louis Silvers. This is W.S. Van Dyke speaking. We have here tonight the man who wrote the great picture, Lawyer Man, for Bill Powell here. He's a producer, too, but just on the writing end. He's done many great pictures 42nd Street, The Gold Diggers, King of Burlesque, and lots of others, including an original musical, Ladies in London, which you'll be seeing soon. And here he is, the man whose name you'll see on the screen before the picture starts. One of Hollywood's greatest picture writers, James Seymour. Come here, Thanks, Woody. I've been a movie writer for ten years. That's the first kind word anybody has said to me. <laughs> Listen, Jim. The average person thinks a movie writer is a fellow that sits by himself at a typewriter, hammer, hammers out a lot of dialogue, and hands it in. Would you like to correct that impression? I certainly would. <clears throat> Nobody works alone and by himself to make a picture. It's a matter of constant cooperation between producer, director, technician, actors, and the writers. Some of the best story ideas come out of the conferences. Jim, how many writers would you say there are on an average picture? Plenty. Believe it or not, I've seen pictures where there were more writers than actors. If all the people who contributed to the story got screen credit, it would look like a page from the telephone directory. You've written on both the stage and the screen, Jim. Tell the folks how they're different. Well, pictures have less talk, but they tell more in less time. Like concentrated foods, all the good and none of the waste. In the theater, everything must be brought to the audience. On the screen, you take your audience wherever the camera can go. And here's another important point that comes right back to your Lux Radio Theater. On the stage, the star just enters. But on the screen, she's introduced with a big close-up. A picture of the star's face many times larger than life-size. Every time a movie star's complexion is mentioned in this Lux Radio Theater, I think of those close-ups. Those stars just have to be beautiful. And they found that Lux Toilet Soap helps them look their best. Producers know it, too. And that's why it's the official soap in all the great studios in Hollywood. Right, Woody? Right on the nose, Jim. Thanks for coming over. Thanks for asking me. Good night. Good night, Jim. We pause for station identification. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. The Thin Man. Nick is on his way to Clyde Wynan's deserted laboratory in a dark and desolate section of the city. His cab veers sharply around the corner and pulls up in front of a gloomy, old, rickety building. Say, mister, are you sure this is the place you wanted? Looks like it. Come on, I said jump. How much are you? A dollar twenty. Or do you want me to wait? No, never mind. Oh, that's good. You know, this ain't no neighborhood to be in at two o'clock in the morning. I want to get out of here. There you are. Thanks. Hello. Come on, Arthur. Come on, what's up with you? Hello. Nora, what are you doing here? I beat you down. I want to go with you, Nick. Now, listen. No. You're not going in that place alone, and that settles it. Now get out that skeleton key of yours and open that door. I'm here to stay. All right, come on. Test. Darling. Nice neighborhood wine and picked out this laboratory. I can almost hear the chains rattling. Do you believe in ghosts, Nicky? There we are. Come in. Be quiet. Nicky. Oh, God. 
You got a nice evening dress? Well, I've got a little. Why? I'm going to have a party, a dinner party. Everything from Russian caviar to camembert cheese, an orchestra behind the palms, the dude lighting. What is this? And I'm going to invite all of the suspects. The suspects? They won't come. Oh, they'll come. I'll have Gil issue the invitation. Nick, who's going to be there? Everybody. You, me, Dorothy, Eric's fiance, uh... Hey, his name's Andy. Uh, right. Macaulay, Mimi, Gilbert, Jorgerson, and Morelli. Oh, darling, what a lovely party. Everybody? Mr. Charles, what is the meaning of this? The meaning of what, Mimi? Why were we all rounded up like common criminals and brought to the city? Yes, sir. To eat, Mimi, and talk. Will everyone please be seated? Dorothy, here. Thank you. Andy, next to her, please. Oh, but Mr. Charles, will please? you? Please? Very well. Mimi, on the other side of Andy. <laughs> and Mr. Jorgson, over there, please. Very kind, Mr. Charles. Not at all. Mr. McCauley, next. Of course. Morelli? What? Right where you are. Now, say, listen. Sit down. Uh... And, uh, Gilbert, uh, you can sit just opposite Mama. Mr. Charles, I have a theory. Uh, we'll listen to it later. Uh, Inspector Gill, you and your men will stand by, uh, by the door, please. Sure. Fine. Now, Nora, if you'll sit here by me. Delighted, Mr. Charles. A pleasure, Mr. Charles. Now, we're all ready to begin. Uh, will you please pass the celery, Mrs. Ryan? No, I will not. I demand to know why we are here. Before dinner? All right. I've got some important news. I've seen Wynan. You Certainly, I mean it. That's nothing. I saw him myself. Yes, Mimi? When? Last night. He came to see me in my apartment. Oh, did he? What did he say? He didn't say very much. He wanted to know how I was and how the children were. I'm afraid you're lying, Mimi. <gasps> you see, I really did see Wynant last night. Are you kidding? No. Why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you hold him? Because I found out for certain that he didn't commit the murders. Why do you know that? Now, wait a minute. Let him have his day. Thank you. Morelli, you knew Julia... Was she jipping Wyman? Taking dough on the sly? Well, she don't say she is, but I figure she is, yeah. Thank you. Now I'll tell you why I know Wyman didn't commit those murders. Three months ago, Wyman found out that Julia was cheating him and was splitting with some man. He went to find the man, and he did. That man was desperate. He knew that he was caught dead to rights. And at prison, staring him in the face, he took the only way out. He killed Wyman. Oh... Terrible to tell you this way, Dorothy, but your father's dead. Dead? He's been dead for three months. Dead? Oh. Oh, darling, don't cry. Oh. oh, I know it's terrible, but isn't it really better this way? Oh, Andy. Andy. You'd better take her home, Andy. Yes, of course. Come on, darling. Let them out, Inspector. Oh, open up. Oh, don't cry, darling, please. It'll be all right now. Oh, oh Oh, this is absurd. How can Clyde be dead? You said yourself you saw him last night. So I did. I saw him lying buried in his shop. You mean that body? It was Wynant. Perfectly absurd. And the murderer is right here in this room tonight. He's sitting at this table. What? Who is it? I don't know. But I thought if we all had a little get-together, we might be able to find out. I'll tell you as much as I know. This murderer is a very clever man. He planned the whole thing beautifully. After he killed Wynant, he wired Macaulay, using Wynant's name, and told him to shut up the shop. Then he took Wynant's body and buried it in the shop with another man's clothes to throw us off the track. He even put a belt buckle with an R on it, hoping that we'd think it was Rosewater, an old enemy of Wynant's who dropped out of sight years ago. Oh, Morelli. Yes? Would you mind holding your knife the other way? You're worrying, Gilbert. Oh, right. If that knife is missing, I'll look for it in your back. I'll help you look. Uh, well, after our hero had killed Wynett, he got a brilliant idea. He realized that he and Julia could still collect money. Wynett was supposed to be on a trip. No one knew where. So our dinner guest wrote letters to Macaulay, signing Wynett's name, so that Macaulay would continue to send the money to Julia. He even telephoned Macaulay. Uh, do you remember Macaulay? The first day that you came to see me, he telephoned that he was in town. Oh, it must have been Wynant. I should have known if it weren't his voice. Oh, he was clever about that. He called when you were out. Now, that same afternoon, Julia telephoned him. She said that you were coming, Mimi, to ask about Wynant. He got terrified. He was afraid that Julia would break down and tell. So he went to Julia and killed her. 
and left Wynus watch chain in her hand. Maybe what is the story about that watch chain? I don't know. The guy that did that to you, it makes sense. I hope you're aware. Quiet, please. His plan was still working beautifully. The only hitch was a man named Nunheim who had found out something. So our hero bumped him off, too. But our hero overlooked just one item. The telegrams, wires, and telephones were all very well. But no one had seen Wynette. So the murderer picked on poor Mimi here to strengthen his case. Mimi is the only one at this table who can tell us who the real murderer is. Mimi? Who was it told you to say you'd seen Wynette? Nobody told me. I did see him. What did he pay you, Mimi, to stick to that story? It isn't a story. It's true. I did see Wynette. He's not dead. You're lying, Mimi. But then you'd do anything for money. You're getting a good price for saying you saw Wynette. I'm not going to stay here and be insulted. Sit down. You're getting a good price, Mimi. But don't forget this. Two other people were in with him on this deal. Julia and Nunheim. When he thought they might spill something, he bumped them off. You ought to know darn well that he's not going to take any chances on you. What do you want to do, be next on his list? No, no. Then who is he? Who paid you that money? Macaulay. Macaulay, you dirty little... I think that'll hold him. Oh, boy, oh, boy, what a wallet. Hey, nice work, Mr. Charles. There's your man, Inspector. Mr. Macaulay. I can't believe it. What do you want me to do, wrap him up in cellophane? Pick him up and get him out of here. Come on, boys. Grab him. Let me get ahead of him. Nick, you took him. I knew you would. Yeah, another case like this, and I'll have been a prize fighter. Oh, Nicky, you're grand. You're glorious. I bet you say that to all the boys. You're listening to the KC Morning Show.